Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be God's kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us your servants grace by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity, and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship, And bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory, O Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit live and reign one God forever and ever. Amen.
A reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome, and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening and there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters, and every living creature that moves of every kind, with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, 
See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day God finished the work that he had done, and he rested. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. Thanks be to God. Please join with me in reciting Psalm 8. O Lord, our Governor, how exalted is your name in all the world. Out of the mouths of infants and children, your majesty is praised above the heavens. You have set up a stronghold against your adversaries to quell the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set in their courses, what is man that you should be mindful of him, the son of man that you should seek him out? You have made him but little lower than the angels. You adorn him with glory and honor. You give him mastery over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the wild beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever walks in the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Governor, how exalted is your name in all the world.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. My friends, as you know, I'm recording this before Sunday. And with the events of our world and our country moving so quickly, there's always the fear that what I'm saying right now will not be the word that needs to be said on Sunday morning. So please do plan to come to coffee hour on Sunday. And if circumstances have shifted or things have changed in a way that impacts us, um, I will make some addendum remarks on Sunday morning during coffee hour. So with that disclaimer and caveat, let us turn today to thoughts about Trinity Sunday. So the doctrine of the Trinity, we worship one God in unity, who is also three in one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a mystery, certainly beyond my theological training to try to explain it to anyone, um, but I wanted to share a few thoughts. Basically, the hymn that we're singing throughout this service, I bind unto myself today the strong name of the Trinity. That's what Trinity Sunday is about. That's why the doctrine of the Trinity matters. We proclaim ourselves to be people who literally tie ourselves to this truth. And the truth is the name. And name is always in the, in the hymn and in the text and in the prayers is capitalized because it is the name of God. The name of the triune God. In today's gospel, Jesus says at the end to the disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of. What does it mean? To do something, whether it's baptism or protesting or praying or serving, what does it mean to do something in the name of someone? That's our question for today. Think about all the times that people say, I'm doing this in the name of God. But what does that really mean? 
When people invoke just the name of God, it's not some random God for us. It's this God, this triune God who is unified, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three separate persons who are, in fact, one. What does it mean to do something in the name of our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? So a few thoughts. As people who are baptized into Christ, we too participate in that mysterious relationship of the three in one. By virtue of our baptism, we are drawn into that life, into that relationality, into the interplay and dance of the creator and the redeemer and the sustainer and the comforter and all of those attributes that we attribute to the one God. An important distinction is they're not attributes to each person, but they're all attributes of the one God in unity. You can't separate out those attributes or those aspects. We want to because it makes it easier to put things into categories, but that's actually um, that's actually a Christian heresy. So the bigger question for us is, as baptized people, what does it mean to be part of this name, to worship this name, and to be engaged in the life of this name? I don't have the answer for you, but I think that's our question today, given our continued isolation in the coronavirus environment, given the uh, small efforts at opening up that are happening and the risks that 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 puts some people in, uh, given the protests, given the really, uh, given how the wounds of racism and white supremacy and injustice in our country have been exposed afresh. Granted, for many people, they were never covered up, but for many of us, they were covered up, and now we see it again. We have to confront ourselves, we have to confront our institutions and our family of origin stories and all of those things, and face face those truths for ourselves and grapple with what that means. So the question comes back to, if we approach all of these matters, if we approach all of these matters in the name of the triune God, this God of love, God of redemption, God of mercy, how does that affect our sense of ourselves, our sense of our faith, our sense of one another, and our actions going forward? One of the things that we're going to do in the, in the fall, and here's a little opportunity to get a head start if you'd like, is we're going to study uh, together in some format uh, this book entitled Calling, A Song for the Baptized by Caroline Westerhoff. It's readily available, little paperback book, it's readily available. Um, I'll put it in the window if you, if you missed it. And what Westerhoff does is invite each of us to think about what does it mean to be 
baptize people? What does it mean to worship this triune God? To understand the name of God to be this very specific thing, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A God, a dynamic God in relationship with God's self and in relationship with us. Um, It'll be an interesting and important reflection for all of us to have together, and I invite you to start early if you would like. I bind unto myself today the power of God to hold and lead. Power of God to hold. So as we sing these verses today, as you sing them with us, as everybody sings them together, may we each bind unto our own hearts this God of love and God of compassion and God of mercy for all of our neighbors, but also for ourselves. One of the challenges of this very fraught time in our country is for us to have empathy for ourselves. We have to do that in order to have empathy for others, in order to entertain that we may need to rethink our ideas about some things or rethink our practices about some things. We have to have empathy for ourselves in order to be able to listen and to hear and to care for others. So I encourage you today to bind yourself to the great name of the Trinity, our one God who is three in one. Amen. Let us affirm our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Inspired by the Spirit, we now offer our prayers to the one God, who is three in one, saying, Lord, hear our prayer. For the fulfillment of the mission of the Church, let us pray, Lord, hear our prayer. For the liberation of all the children of God from the bondage of fear, let us pray, Lord, hear our prayer. For renewed witness of the gospel among people in positions of public trust, let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For this assembly of Trinity Church in Concord, as we witness to the faith of our ancestors from one generation to another, remembering especially Michael, our presiding bishop, 
Alan and Gail, our bishops, Nancy and Christopher, our priests, and all those who lead us at Trinity Church in worship, formation, mission, and ministry. We pray for our ministry partners at home and abroad, that together we may proclaim the gospel by our words and actions. Today we give special thanks for those who proclaim the word through the ministry of music as we celebrate the gifts of our choirs. We also give thanks for the ministry of the Reverend Christopher Whiteman, who joins us as the assistant rector. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the power and the desire to live out the promises of our baptism, let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the sick and the suffering, the lonely and the dying, especially those on our parish prayer list, Edith, Susie and Ellie, Edie, Barbara, Aurelie, Matthew, Colby, Jean, Jane, Sandra, Daniela, Michael, Mart, Scott, Matt, Charlie, Nigel, Christine, Ryan and Kim, Greg, Linda and John, Shannon, Lydia, Bill, Paul, Ellen, Will, Peter, Nancy, Marjorie, Larry, Vic, Robert, Audrey, Doug, Susan, Mary Sue and Charles, Isabel, Christina, Sergio, Tom, Joan, Carolyn, Margot, Jenna, James, Betty Ann, Barbara, Sue, Justin, Jim and Deborah, Rick, Carol and John, and all those you name now. We pray for all those who care for the sick and the dying the grieving and the hopeful. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died, especially Nan, Patricia Pratt, Taylor Woodward, George Floyd, Hal Goyette, Katie McLean, Holly Federley, Richard Vieira, Nicholas Fairweather. Are there others? Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal and compassionate God, receive and fulfill all that we ask according to your will. Give us the grace to welcome your word, who is Christ, and your life, which is spirit, that we may live grounded on the rock of your love and mercy now and all our days. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Savior, with you and the Holy Spirit, who lives and reigns one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray in the words our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Every year, Trinity recognizes the service of our choir members, enriching the worship life of our parish. Singers usually rehearse weekly, and even in this unique time, have provided individual recordings of their voice to enhance our virtual worship. First, I would like to thank our parish choir for their commitment, musicianship, and vibrant community. For years, we traditionally acknowledge our young singers with a gift appropriate to their years of service. We had nine young singers this year. Elsie and Eli Gettle left with Becky to begin their new ministry in Natick as a family and receive their gifts in February on Becky's last Sunday. Our seven other young people, first-year singer Max Zosher receives a cross to wear with his vestment. Second-year singers Emily Sagona and Henry Garnett receive a book of common prayer. Third-year singers Giselle Nauzalski and Margaret Redderer receive the hymnal 1982. Fourth-year singers Thomas Redderer and Sophie Sundaram receive the hymnal supplement Wonder, Love, and Praise. These gifts will be presented to the singers at a future time in a safe way. Next, I thank our choir parent, John Redderer, for helping to organize communications, gatherings, and snacks, and so much help in other ways to make the youth and junior choir program work. I am so grateful to have the opportunity to work with all of these fine singers of all ages and thank them for their continued service to Trinity. Friends, as it is our custom here at Trinity at the end of the school year to celebrate the graduating high school seniors, when we're together in the church, members of the Handcrafts Committee bring out these wonderful hand-knit scarves that they have made and offer them to our graduating seniors who introduce themselves um, as we celebrate this milestone in their lives and their educational journeys. This year, of course, we can't gather in person, but the hands have been busy making the beautiful scarves, and I want now to offer a prayer for a blessing for the scarves and an even more important prayer of blessing for our seniors. Let us pray. Gracious God, we ask your blessing upon these scarves so that they be a sign of the love we have for the graduates of our parish. May each one who wears these scarves know your love, which is conveyed through the hands who crafted them in your love. We ask your blessing today upon our high school graduates. Broxon, Layton Carter, Libby Lepret, Nandi Pierce, and Brooke Venkatechalam. May all those who are graduating this year have wisdom in heart and mind, success in every challenge they face, courage to seek life's purpose, belief in themselves to make it come true, strength to do their best and to endure, and the guiding light of faith to ensure that wherever they go, whatever they do, God's love will always see them through.
In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sydney and Leighton, Libby, Nandi and Brooke, may you go in peace to love and serve the Lord in your next adventures. And stay in touch with your Trinity uh, as you are continue to be a part of our body. So friends, here we are on Trinity Sunday. It's lovely to be with you, to feel the Spirit gathering us together, even in this even in this distanced way. I miss you so much. One of the things that's been difficult this week is trying to be your leader in an environment where I can't see your faces. So one of the things that I really need from you, and some of you have already reached out, is please reach out just to have even the briefest conversation or shoot me a, a quick email. Just need to know how all of this is affecting you, how it's affecting your faith, um, anything that you're worried about. Um, not that I'm going to tell anyone, but I need that. I need what I would have in real life is I would look out and say that to you, and I would just be able to tell by your faces and your body language. But not being able to see you, it's hard for me to read, um, to read uh, the mood of the group and uh, uh, get a sense of the differences in your experiences around all of this. So if you have time and are so inclined and God moves your heart, please do reach out. Um, I sent out that brief reflection and prayer last week. Uh, many of you have responded uh, that that was helpful. We're Christopher and I are happy to do more, happy to talk with you individually, uh, but it's, it's hard to know what's going on um, because I only have my own reactions and experiences uh, and, and, and that of the staff, actually. The staff has been very forthcoming and we've had some deep conversations about, um, about the protests and about uh, opportunities for the church to respond. So please share yours as well. Thank you. We will have coffee hour starting at 1045 after this service. If you haven't registered, the link is in the window you received yesterday. We would love to see your faces. Um, It will be a chance for you to welcome Christopher to the Trinity family. He'll be there at coffee hour and he will be your preacher next week. So please join us for coffee hour. Don't forget to pass the peace. Uh, You can do that by calling someone, emailing them, texting them, praying for them, pass the peace, and send in your pledge payments. We're very grateful for those of you who have have done so and others of you who have, in addition, sent special gifts. Uh, It's a complicated time, and Trinity needs your support. Thank you. My friends, may God, the Holy Trinity, make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side and guide you in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ within me, Christ to comfort and restore me.
Thank you.